Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my fantastic and amazing co-host, Bree Ducker. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. You're the next contestant on the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Oh, man, I was going to go with The Price is Right. The, that's what bring I was you, thinking. Bringing back like, my childhood. But I'm like, has to bring it back to the podcast. Did, was anybody else like a TV? Wa- like, okay, so my parents worked and I would watch TV mm-hmm. over summer break. So every morning oh, yeah. it was watching like The Price is Right, the Brady Bunch reruns, all that jazz. I watched all my children. Oh, really? Yes, I did. I was a Days a of Our Lives gal. That's what but, my mom watched. But I was so frustrated with all my children because they would keep repeating the same story over and over again each day like the story never progressed and really well yeah and you could like guess why because they had to do like daily recordings of this soap opera and i'm sure like if the story progressed too fast they'd be like well what do i write about now so was the story always about the evil twin brother who came back to life and stole the life of the other brother yeah they always had that when I was in college, do you remember a show called Passions? That yes, was out I for a little totally while. watched Passions. Oh, I loved Passions. I can't even remember who was on Passions. There was this cute kid. And then another one is on uh, the story, um, This Is Us. Oh, who is it? Who is that? Oh, the cute Bond brother. I have, oh my gosh. The same guy who's in Bad Mom's Christmas, Kevin? Yes. It was Kevin. Yes. Okay, I cannot remember the actor's name right he now. Was, uh, he did not play a, a so great guy on Passions, but yeah. he was... Nice to look at. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't like, I don't even watch soap operas now, but you know what? Well, it was All My Children. Kelly Ripa used to be on All My Children. That was like her. I remember hearing about that. And era. you know, it's funny. I don't think our kids will ever have the soap opera thing because there's not, there's, are, are they still Netflix? on? I, I don't know. Are they still on? I don't think so. That's weird. I know. That's so weird. Oh, so many things of our childhood have gone by the wayside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, Something exciting that's happening right now. Yes. We're in week three of Common Happy Parenting with our students. Yes, I am so excited. That has been, I have to admit, it was one of those things where I was a little nervous when you had proposed doing this. I mean, I loved the concept. I was just worried about the time to do things. Joanne has to push Bree. Bree is the <laughs> cautious one, am I not? No, well, I mean. Well, we're both cautious, but I mean, like, you really have to push me. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing, though, because you you keep me grounded so that, like, I can't go too far out, like, in, like, la-la land, I guess. Like, <sighs> it's actually a very common business relationship, and it works really well. Because, yeah. like, I've noticed this, actually, working with you, because I never used to think I was visionary. But now, like, I see, like, I come up with all of these ideas, and I see your face, and I'm like... I might be a little visionary. (laughs) (laughs) And Brie looks terrified over there in her chair going, "Uh, uh, 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 okay. No, like (laughs) it's completely normal. I've seen it in other businesses too. And it works together because like I I take the big ideas and you're like, so what, what will really happen? (laughs) (laughs) What could we really make happen? But so it's like push and then like, yes, like keep it grounded and make it like, actual reality yes like it has been go 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 ever since i joined no guilt mom full-time back in august it has been crazy we're but, fast but common but, happy parenting is we're going I on know, now and i've been so ex- like i was so nervous about it but i have been so excited it's been so amazing and this week we are going to be talking about let's see what is this week it is process your own emotions it's okay. the p the second p no the first, first p, p and happy mm-hmm. yes Yes, because we do the happy framework. So the first week we did have priorities. The second one was appreciate your kid's point of view. And now we're on the first P, which is process your own emotions, which actually goes very, very well with this 
episode. Yes. Because our week three is all about setting those boundaries with your family and like communicating what you like in a way without blame, without resentment, but your kids like and your family actually respect you and listen. And this episode actually was inspired by another podcast episode we had, episode 54 with Kara Harvey. Yep. And that was about how to go from overwhelmed and control. But she had this lovely little golden nugget about the stop and drop. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about the stop and drop on this episode, The stop and drop is today. So we hope you, you enjoy today's episode. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot AG1 tastes really good too and I enjoy my glass every single morning AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with AG1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you are overwhelmed by your kids' huge emotions and you wish you had a way to teach them how to first recognize their own feelings and then how to communicate those to others, you are going to want Emotions 911. It is on sale Wednesday, May 12th and Thursday, May 13th, and you can get all the info at noguiltmom.com backslash emotions 911. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back 
Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. So stop and drop. Do you do the stop and drop, Brie? Um, my kids like me to do the stop and drop. And I will admit, I was doing the stop and drop quite a bit. And we wonder why Bree's always late to everything and can never feel like she ever has anything done. Yep. So like the stop and drop for people who haven't heard this term before, and it was first mentioned in episode 54 that we had with Kara Harvey. It is when your kids ask you for something, you stop what you're doing, drop it all, drop it all and do what they need. Yes. And her example was a great one. Like her son came down and was like, hey, Kara, I'm out of deodorant. Can you go to the store and get me some? Mm-hmm. And she's like, first uh, of all, don't call me Kara. Not- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was her stepson. I can yeah. get that. So anyways, he was like, I need deodorant. Can you go to the store and get me some? And she's like, well, I can go on Thursday because I have time on Thursday. And he's like, well, yeah, but I'm out now. Mm-hmm. And she was frustrated by this request until she realized that that was the kind of thing that she always had done. Mm -hmm. They needed something. Oh, God, you're out of deodorant. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm really busy, but maybe I can swing by on my way to work Mm -hmm. or my way after, you know, and you kind of set that expectation for your kids. And I think a lot of us do that. Oh, yeah. It happens a lot with school projects. Oh, my gosh. It's like, oh, my gosh, I have this science project due by tomorrow and I don't have markers or a poster board or anything. Can you go get it for me? And immediately we're like, it's a school project. But also, the second thing we think is, wait, how long have you known about this school project? And why haven't we done this sooner? Right. And the whole time you're running off and you're getting the stuff. And if you're like me, I make sure my kids come along with me because I'm like, if I have to suffer, you have to suffer with me. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we go together. And the whole time I am like just beaten on the dead horse of like, how long did you know about this project? This is ridiculous. We shouldn't be doing this. Blah, 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 blah makes me feel like crap, makes my kid feel like crap. And then we're all both in a bad mood while they're trying to work on the project. So it doesn't really help anybody. It's pretty unproductive and it puts everybody in a crappy mood. Yeah. And it's like, it's something that we feel like we have to do as parents where we're we're here to tell you, you don't have to do the stop and drop. No, you no. do not. So like, why do you think like the stop and drop happens? Like, let's look at the things behind why we're doing this. Well, I think that the stop and drop happens a lot because of the fact that we done it before. And especially when they come in with those things of like, it's school related. Yeah. Or it's something that we see as an utter necessity and we have to keep from that failure happening Mm -hmm. of it not occurring. So like the big failure that would happen if whatever it is that they missed didn't happen. We don't want that to happen. So we're going to stop what we do so that we could take care of it. Yeah. And We're talking in circles, though. Well, when we get into that fear cycle. Yes. We get into the fear cycle, which You're is like right. our we favorite are- fear cycle ever, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, if they don't have this project, they're going to get an F on their science project, and, and then, then they're going to fail science project, and, and then, then this is going to go into high school, and, and then, then they won't get into college. And, and then, then they'll end up in a van. Down by the river. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's how we're thinking when we do this stop and drop. We're taking this one isolated incident and thinking about way in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what's awful is that, and again, in my case, and I think that, you know, by all means, everybody out there in podcast land, send us some feedback. Let us know if this is you too. I feel like how, you know, gosh darn it, I'm going to make them know that they weren't planning ahead. 
Yeah. Like, again, like I talked about, like, if I'm going to the store to get something last minute, I'm going to be like harping on them the whole time. And I say it like I do it all the time. I am actually much better about not doing this, especially once Kara brought it up in the episode, because I totally realized it is all about me Mm -hmm. and my own boundaries. Well, yeah, it is about boundaries. And it's so funny. It's funny that you mentioned like you're going to make sure that they know that they are not planning ahead. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, and we've talked about this in lesson one when we did it with Calm and Happy Parenting, is that it's like that nagging and reminding and putting that Band-Aid on the bullet hole. Right. So like, if you haven't heard the phrase Band-Aid on a bullet hole, it's exactly what it sounds like. The metaphor is really descriptive. But say that this constantly asking you questions and having you stop everything and drop everything, that's like the bullet hole, like leaving things to the last minute. That's mm-hmm. the that's the wound, leaving things to the last minute. And we try to like put a little band-aid on that big wound by telling them when we take them to get something, oh my gosh, why didn't you plan ahead? Oh my gosh, why didn't you do this? Why didn't oh, you do that? I'm trying and my to make favorite, my favorite Hall of Famer, <laughs> this is the last time. This is the last time. And that happens again and again and again. Exactly. So it's like we put that band-aid and they're all contrite and they're sorry. They're like, sorry, thank you. And then it happens again. Exactly. Because that bullet hole is still there. It has not been stitched up. And uh, we want to stitch that up. We want to stop the stop and drop. Right. And it's this never ending cycle, like you just said, because we set the precedence Mm -hmm. by stopping and dropping. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting because like, so this podcast has had such an effect on me and just doing this work because it causes you to like investigate your own parenting and mm-hmm. what you can do better. And what I contributed to. Yeah. And yes. what you contribute to. So this stop and drop concept uh, came up last week for me where my daughter, her ballet class, she got the big news that, oh my gosh, we're going into point, which is a whole other thing, but it's very exciting. And she's like, mom, we need to go make an appointment to get my point shoes fitted. And I knew this was going to be like a stop and drop scenario if we didn't plan ahead. But then again, I also didn't want to be the one planning ahead because I'm like, this is something that she wants. Right. So even though she wanted to go immediately that day, mm-hmm. I put it back on her and I had her make the appointment at the dance store to get an appointment and get fitted at a time that was good for me. And just planning ahead instead of like rearranging my whole schedule for this big, exciting event to go take her right away. It was that planning for the future. Right. And that was good for a lot of things. I mean, I taught a lot of life skills in that situation. The importance of calling to make appointments. I don't know about you guys, but I hate calling to make appointments. But it's a life skill we have to have. I hate calling to make appointments too. And you know what? My daughter had never called to make an appointment before and she freaked out. She was like, I can't do that. Probably like, took her like a day or two before she did. It huh? only took her a few hours, actually. <gasps> really? It did because I, I wasn't around. I wasn't around, thankfully. Because if I was around and saw her, I would have coached her a little bit more than I did. But she was at dance. She had that hour break between dance. And I texted her. I'm like, okay, well, you know, call and make the appointment. Here's where I'm available. Just find a time. She's like, no. <laughs> and then I just didn't answer her texts. <laughs> That's the next thing. Sometimes you just got to like put up that that brick wall, man. Yeah. It is a wall of like, I can't answer. I can't answer. I can't Sometimes answer. I will take my phone and give it to Miguel. I'll be oh, like, here, really? just take it. That's a good one. Yeah. I can't. I can't be trusted. You can't answer. And what <laughs> happens usually when you don't answer? They Oh, well, <clears throat> one of my kids will be the whole mom, 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 mom. Mom, mom, like, <laughs> it, it comes with a million different spellings, text after text after text. It's mainly when she wants Spotify. Oh, really? <laughs> the stop and drop on Spotify. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you need to stop the stop and drop on Spotify. <laughs> Lock her out. Lock her. 
oh, I have, I have. And then I always go back. It's like a, uh. but anyways, but yeah, like it's, they just it keep trying. And then eventually stops. It eventually does stop, which mm-hmm. is the point we want to get to. Yeah. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. And it's funny because... I keep rolling back to like every developmental stage with our kids. I always re- relate back to it's just toddlerhood with better vocabulary. It is. It is. You're just, just you're going through the same things. They're trying to figure out boundaries. They're trying to get what they want. Mm-hmm. They just have a bigger vocabulary. They do. That <laughs> makes it sometimes really, really hard to deal with because you're like, oh, they have a better vocabulary. So we can use some reasoning and logic here to get through to them. No, no, no you can't. No, <laughs> because they're toddlers. So so the good news for all of this is you probably are doing the stop and drop, right? Yeah. And it's probably frustrating you a lot and your kids a little mm-hmm. if you do the, you know, I'm going to make you feel my pain kind of thing that I like to do. But their pain is never as much as your pain when oh, you're... No. <laughs> yeah. No, because they know what to say. I'm sorry, mom. And then they give you a sad face and maybe you get a hug or a kiss and then we all move on and then they come back the very next day with something that's a last minute. Yep. So, but the good news is we have strategies on how to stop the stop and drop. Stop the stop and drop. Stop the stop and drop. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> stop the stop and drop. Stop, stop. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the first thing is scheduling time in your calendar for those things that pop up. Now, see, that was like a mic drop type moment for mm-hmm. me when Kara was talking about that in episode 54, because she talked about how she schedules time for those things that pop up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't really do that. I and I've been you know. doing that since, like, maybe not necessarily in my personal life, but like how you talked about, shared with people before, we do our planning the week ahead here mm-hmm. at No Get Mom. And I have learned that on Thursday and Friday, I always leave time. Yeah. And that's, I always make sure I have like at least an hour or two of blank stuff for the things that pop up. 
It's the buffer time. It's those places that you need that extra time that you can move things or take care of the things that pop up. Right. And it was funny because I want to say that she talked about like having a half hour in her schedule to do like that to run the errands mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, half an hour? That is, that, that's not even enough time for me to run to Sprouts and get like fruit and come back. Like, yeah. no, I need way more time than that. I like to designate things for certain days of the week. So like groceries, okay. like our grocery trip is always done by my husband on Sundays. Any okay. groceries need to be told then and they're gotten then. And if you don't have your groceries in, you wait until the next week. At least my kids do. If I don't have my groceries in, I run to fries. Because but, you have a car. Because I have a car. I can stop um, and drop for myself. That's I can fine. stop and drop for myself. <laughs> or like when they ask to go to Target, like my daughter will ask many times like, oh, I want to get this from Target. Can we go tonight? And always on a weeknight, my answer is no. We can't go tonight to Target. We can go on the weekend. Right. And I'm fine going on the weekend. But yeah, just having those boundaries and having those set times where I go to specific places. Usually everything's on the weekend. I typically do not do things on a weeknight just because of other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. I have found myself, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, because again, like that's been since this episode aired and and I had this epiphany Mm -hmm. from listening to that episode that, you know, we would be driving home and and it can get kind of tougher in my situation, I feel like, because of the fact that I'm divorced and I have my kids 50-50. So I only Mm -hmm. have them every other week. And I pick them up on Friday and it's not uncommon for me to pick them up on Friday and then need something like right then yeah, because they need it for school on Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's not an ideal situation that we live in, but you know, it is what it is and we work with it. But now like if they forget to ask me on Friday or Saturday and they bring it up Sunday night, yeah. my answer is I'm really sorry, but no, mm-hmm. you could have texted me during the week last week. You could have asked me on Friday or Saturday, but the answer is no at this point. You mm-hmm. have to learn to start planning ahead. And I remind them that like, you know, again, our situation is what it is, whether or not your parents are married or not. Like, in our case, you can't just drop something on me on Sunday night and ask Mm -hmm. for it by Tuesday. It just doesn't happen. No. And I've been saying no. And the requests have been less and less. And they've actually already been starting to think ahead. That's amazing. And we're talking about just a couple of weeks we've seen this change. So it's pretty nice. That's amazing. That leads us into the next one, to let your family know that there will be no more stop and drop happening. Oh, I didn't even realize I led into that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Taking taking the time to tell your family that things are changing, that's not going to happen anymore. It's not going to be an option is helpful. Because when you start flat out with the, nope, my answer is no, you should have told me last week, you're going to get pushback. You are. But if you do it at a time where they're not asking for anything and you're just like, hey, so I just want to let you know something that's going to be changing when I have to stop everything I'm doing. It really stresses me out. So please let me know in advance if you need something because I will no longer just be stopping everything I'm doing to run and get something for you. Yeah. And I found another thing, too, that's helpful in our house. This is just something that I've I started doing like a long time ago. We have a target list on our fridge mm. and we have a grocery list on our fridge. And you can write down anything you want on that list whenever it pops up in your head. Yeah. You just write it down on that list. And then like you said, we have designated days and times that we go to those places. And that's when we'll get the things that you need. Mm-hmm. And we also have like our dry erase calendar. So like we write down like all of our big things for the month that's on there. And if there's something that you need, then you write it in a different color so that mom knows to look at it or that you know to tell me about it. So either way, point is it gives everybody a chance to communicate whatever way they need to verbally, written. There's lots of opportunities to to say when you need something so you can do that planning ahead. 
Yeah. And I love the dry erase calendar too. Like we do a dry erase calendar in my kitchen as well. And all of our stuff is written on there for the month. And anytime my kids tell me something's happening, I write it on the dry erase calendar just so they can't, you know, last minute be like, oh my gosh, I have to be at school by 6 a.m. for cheer practice, which happens. And I can be like, did you tell me about this beforehand? Because I have something planned tomorrow morning. So the dry erase calendar really helps eliminate a lot more stop and drops because we know ahead of time what's planned. Right. I'm a huge proponent of calendars. And I think that another big part about having this conversation is making sure you take the time to explain that this isn't to be mean. No, it's not to be mean. It's not to punish anybody. This isn't happening because anybody was being was being mean or to punish them or make them feel the pain. Instead, it's to honor your boundaries and to give you the time to do what you need to get done as well. Mm-hmm. And telling them that it's about boundaries is going to help them understand what boundaries are and then hopefully will help foster them to have their own healthy boundaries yeah. as they get older. It's personal preservation. It is. Because it's like the whole cup analogy, like you can't give to others if your cup is empty. Oh, goodness, no. Yeah. Right? So it's protecting your time. It's protecting your sanity when you say no to these stop and drop requests, which brings us to number three, stick to your guns. And this can become really fun after a while. Like, I enjoy being the quote unquote mean parent. Really, I'm not being a mean parent when I do this, but it's like the little persona I like to think I'm being a mean parent. You're the tough, tough boundary holder. The boundary holder, especially like it's much easier to do when you say you'll do it beforehand. Right. And you're like, no, like this is on the calendar. And you could just sit back and you could watch your kid throw a fit. And they will. They might throw a fit and get really emotional. And it's like you're watching a show because you expect the show to happen. Right. Like it doesn't come at you as a surprise. You're like, okay, this is the first time I'm setting a boundary. I'm in for a show. <laughs> right. And if it's too hard for you to be there while it's happening, then you can walk away. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You you can do that. I mean, because honestly, if you're not going to honor your own boundaries... Why should anybody else? Yeah. And that's what your family is going to learn too, right? Is that, okay, well, when mom says that this is the rule, it doesn't really mean it's the rule. Yeah. There's going to be leeway. Mm-hmm. It means like I can like pester mom and needle her until I get what I want. She's eventually going to say yes. So with that being said, bear in mind that if you're going to start doing this, stopping the stop and drop, which we both highly advise doing because your own sanity is so important in your own mental health self-care as well. But there's going to be pushback. So if oh, you're, yeah. yeah. And there'll still be pushback, but it's so much fun like when there's pushback and you really get the hang of it. Yeah. So like you're going to, I want you to embrace the fun that comes with this because just last night I had to stick to a boundary. We have this thing called treat yourself. Oh, I love your treat yourself. The treat yourself. It's from Parks and Recreation if you have not seen that episode, but. It's like getting a treat. It's like going to Dairy Queen or Culver's and usually involves ice cream or it could involve crumble with their cookies. Mm. Like if you've never had a crumble cookie. Oh my gosh. So, so good. But my daughter asks for treat yourself all the time, as does my son. And last night I came home from a trip. I was exhausted. I just wanted to go to bed because I was coming in from the East Coast. And my daughter's like, treat yourself. And I'm like just looking to embrace the fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah, treat yourself. There's some broccoli in the fridge. Oh, <laughs> that would be a great treat. And she's like, treat yourself. I'm like, it's crunchy. It's green. Oh my gosh. When I bite that broccoli, it is amazing. She's like, treat yourself. 
yeah i'm going with broccoli here and then my husband like across the table he's like yeah i'm going with broccoli too (laughs) oh my god but it's like you just kind of having fun with it and pushing giving back that push in that hard time especially because you can't treat yourself every night you can't (gasps) but i mean like again like it when it comes back to these boundary things like we really are giving our children a gift because think about it do you Mm -hmm. really want your children to continue on in their life thinking that the world is going to accommodate them Mm -mm. because it is going to be a very scary i mean we all know as adults that the world doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. and it is going to be a scary situation when they figure out that not everybody's going to stop and drop everything for them yeah i also like to sing the megan trainer song too Oh, when I have my name is no, no, my my sign sign is no. no. (laughs) You got to let it go. You got to let it go. (laughs) So I'm going to add that one to the No Guilt Mom playlist. You got to let it go. Yeah, it's really, it's really fun to say to kids, especially when they ask you again and again. And yeah, you just start singing at them and they'll be like, uh, (laughs) your kids are like, and you're weird. And they just walk away and then threaten to do it in public. And that's, (laughs) oh, I know. Right. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to sing this song. Around your friends. <laughs> but it's My just, daughter. No wonder she runs away from me. <laughs> it's the fun. It's the fun. Like, we got to have fun else we would cry. Right. Sometimes this job of parenting is pretty hard and you just have to look for the funny in the situation. It is. So, okay. So, who out there is ready to join us in stopping and putting an end to the stop and drop? No more stop and drop. No more. Down with stop and drop. It's like holding those signs like the Minions in the Minions movie. Like, oh gosh yeah down with stop and drop. Down with, see if i can make that graphic I'm down not sure with stop and drop it. yeah <laughs> so what are the three things they're going to do to stop or end the stop and drop so schedule time in your calendar for the things that pop up or like the things that you know always happen like the target and the grocery run right and then let your family know before that you're going to stop doing it why it's happening and that it's honoring boundaries. Mm -hmm. And also you want to have that conversation in a time that they don't ask for something. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right when they're asking for it is probably not the time they're going to be the most open to the discussion. Mm -hmm. I like to bring these up at the dinner table or at family meeting time. Yeah. Those are great times to bring it up. And then third, stick to your guns and honor that boundary. Yes. Because if you don't honor your boundaries... Who's going to honor your boundaries? And if you need help, channel Megan Trainer. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> what I, I do all the that. time. I do all the time. So uh, remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.